I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Vita Sankapali, Manager of Platform Engineering at managed care company Molina Healthcare, who will be describing steps her organization has taken to improve identity and access management. So, Vita, please describe your previous approach to identity and access management. How many users and identities, and what were the challenges? So, back in 2013, 2014, about five years ago, we had a user management system which was homegrown, which, which we were using it to do active directory provisioning. It was customized to do onboarding and offboarding, getting the users from HR system on a daily batch process and adding them into active directory. So it was a little bit manual process where there are exceptions, seeing people come in, go. So there were some additional challenges with it. So we had a small footprint of users also at that time, but clearly we were growing as a company, doing a lot of hiring, adding states, and so forth. So it was a customized solution. It was not uh, complete for us to be sustainable on it. So we were also using Microsoft uh, Identity Management Solution. Uh, for providing access to one of our clinical-based applications, which is a core platform at Molina. But everything else was manual, pretty much. Uh, we had a access administration team, which was doing manual tickets for provisioning and deprovisioning access. So there was a quite a confusion in employees as to which platform to use, where and when to do the provisioning or a request for accesses. And also our regulatory requirements, we were doing a lot of manual work uh, for that. So with the increasing demands, it, we, we couldn't complete all the business processes. There were a lot, lack of standards. So and, and also our onboarding process was taking like 10 to 22 days to complete it. So with that, we started looking at different products, and I think it was a perfect time in the industry also to look for a mature access governance solution. So we looked at the existing requirements, how we can improve it, and evaluated. I think we went with three different product evaluations, and SailPoint was one of them that kind of gave us everything that we were looking for. So we, we chose that solution. So today we have more than 15,000 active identities supporting 15 different states with different line of business. We have on-site and remote resources. We have community connectors, caregivers who are on the ground um, using uh, using the solutions that Molina has. So, Vida, what are some of the key steps that Molina has taken to improve its identity governance program across its organization, you mentioned the rollout of new technology. Can you describe a little bit about how the technology works? And also, were there new policies and procedures that you put in place? It was definitely a program that we had to take it from as an as a identity and access management program. And now we are moving it into a services model. But the way we have done it is we started for, for the first three years, we operated in a program model. So we started with uh, establishing a foundation and decommissioned the old systems that we had and uh, put in improvements into lifecycle management process of the users. So for onboarding users, we did a near real-time integration with our HR cloud system 
using our SOAR processes and basically we do password initial password management. We build triggers for like joiners, movers, levers, and automated the whole onboarding and offboarding process. So that was a huge accomplishment for us because that, that's a common way of uh, onboarding or terminating access for all connected and disconnected systems. So we built uh, from from that foundation. We introduced the next step, which is we built a framework or a platform for application provisioning and deprovisioning. So we we built in different connectors. We looked at custom connectors and built a framework for approvals and work orchestration. So basically that's the framework where we would, as we are onboarding more applications, we can utilize that to do faster integrations. So that's all part of the process that we have built. So first we focused on our crown jewels, the main applications, and once that is established, we improved on it to say bring in more applications. We also do access reviews. So uh, the next step of that process was to bring in access governance and access reviews and um, go through the compli uh, compliance regulatory requirements, right? So we built in that into the thing and we um, implemented some key operational efficiencies also through monitoring. So it was uh, each step was included and side by side working with compliance teams to make sure all the policies and procedures are being documented and utilized by uh, Access Governance Program. When it comes to the user perspective, what do they see now when they try to access systems? Or is their access based on their roles? What are some of the things that go on that they need to be aware of? We started as an automated process, so end user would not see any impact on them, but when they onboard onto the HR, they automatically get access and then our identity management system sends out an email to the managers to say this user is onboarded, these are the credentials that they can use, these are the application accesses by default that we have given them and you know introduce them into onboarding tickets. So we have a service now integration as well with SafePoint where we automatically based on users classification or profile we create access uh, or tickets for them. So that's in process for the enterprise, uh, all enterprise users. So we, uh, the tickets are all automatically created and managers are notified for, with, for that. Uh, so manager can go in and say, oh yes, I need a laptop or I need this kind of building access or any asset or manual provision, where it, manual provisioning is required, they request it through um, that ticket process. We also have uh, exposed our identity management system to do any application access request as well. So users can come into, at that point, come into IDM and request for access through our manage access portals, which is our identity management system, sale point. But we are also moving towards role-based access controls now, where we, we just started implementing roles, and based on the user's job function, and their department, uh, we have built some birthright roles for them where, where they don't have to, going forward, request for those accesses. They are automatically granted. So we, will, we are working towards role-based provisioning now. So overall, how would you say this new approach 
is improving your data security over, overall? So overall, definitely, it improves the security from the SOX perspective or HIPAA, PHI, PII. We have so many regulatory requirements, ITGC and different requirements on the SOX side. So we have a single platform now uh, to do all the audits. We can improve the entire access controls through one management system. So they don't have to go to different applications and see whether the access is terminated in a timely manner or whether the reviews have been going on from the compliance perspective. So all is in one place, in one centralized platform. And have you made any changes in regards to the way you authenticate users? So authentication of users is still the same. Our main platform is Active Directory, and uh, we we actually are moving towards Azure and Office 365. So our from our sale point, we have integration with Azure and Office 365, where we automatically manage the licenses, the exchange uh, online Office 365 accounts. So all that process is established. So it's single sign-on works through either Azure or ADFS and all the authorizations. Some applications have cold grain access controls through Active Directory groups, which are managed through identity management or you know requested and managed through identity management. Or we also have a lot of applications which are like legacy applications or even new new applications also where the authorizations have to be at that application level we directly integrate with applications and provision those accesses so it's it's kind of hybrid environment where active directory is doing the authentication and authorizations are being done by the applications or the course grain is being done by Active Directory and the fine grain authorizations are being done by the applications. But the access in Central, all of that is managed through our access governance solution. And Vita, as you know, often we see breaches in the healthcare sector involving phishing and stolen credentials. Anything that you can say about how this change in approach has perhaps put you less at risk or is improving your posture in that possible area? Yeah, definitely less uh, risk now. And we are mitigating controls through preventive controls, right? So we give less privileged access or I would say least access, right? Well, whatever the job function requires, uh, we give access to only that, which helps us prove to audits that it's, it's, the risk is mitigated. So it's more of a preventive control. And as well as we are also looking into doing more integrations where we can have detective controls as well in place. So it definitely improves the, the posture of identity in specific. And finally, Vita, any top advice that you would have to other healthcare sector entities that are struggling with their ID and access governance? So my advice, definitely IAM program takes time. So we need to get the basics right first. And once we have the basics right and the foundation is correct, then we can build on top of it. Always there's going to be improvements. 
to it, but we need to make sure the program is laid out in a manner that it can be accomplished. And one of the key takeaways is also like we need to make sure executive management support is there. It's definitely not an IT program or just a security program. It's an overall enterprise access governance program, right? So we need to evangelize the identity and access governance features and strategy and do roadmaps. And basically, communication and education is important. Communication is very important for, for this program to sustain and get established. Operationally also, definitely I would suggest to make sure you're following your operating models. Like we follow DevOps model in an agile way, however, it's kind of hybrid. So get operations involved early in the process. Make sure whatever you're building is operationalized. And KPI metrics is, is a huge advantage in all this, right? So you need to make sure you're showing the ROI to the executive management so that you can build whatever your, whatever your roadmap is, monitoring health, and, and one other key thing is implemented, uh, implementation is good, but implement with your experienced resources because these are complex programs and need, this needs thought and experienced people. Make sure you're understanding your role models, spending time on understanding your regulatory requirements or any you know, compliance requirements. Make sure we are documenting. That's one thing that we definitely did was as we are going through the program, we have worked with our compliance teams to make sure the policies and procedures are documented and well communicated to the, to the enterprise. So that when we are saying we are doing the identity management program, it comes with that assurance. You can say that, yes, this is the policies and procedures that we have to follow, hence so forth, you have to do this IAM program. Last but not least, everything you sh should be tied to security policies and procedures, as I said. So take it slow, but do it right. Thank you, Vita. I've been speaking to Vita Sankapalli. I'm Marianne Kopasak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.